All right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Casual Discussions with the Boys. Um, <clears throat> we are coming off Age of Ultron, which was the last movie for us to review in phase two. And we are finally capping off phase two with our uh, fantasy draft pick. And uh, if you remember from our phase one, one <laughs> categories, the hero, villain, weapon, side character, setting, and quote. Um, pretty much the same rules, uh, except this time around we have different draft order. And um, added rule is that you cannot pick uh, something that you picked in the previous one, but somebody else can. And you got to keep it phase two relevant. Well, as much as much as possible. So yeah, that is how we're doing it. Does that mean no no Thanos chair? <laughs> no Thanos chair. No Thanos chair. <laughs> <laughs> that chair was actually in this one though. Yeah, it was. You yeah. actually see it in Guardians. But yeah, anyway, mm. pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's the next villain, right? The chair. Chair leg. Yeah, <laughs> it's a scroll. Right. The chair is a scroll. <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean Thanos was sitting on a scroll? Yeah, yeah. right. The worst job ever. <laughs> <laughs> a throne of skulls. She's skulls. a transformer. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. So first category, hero, and with first pick, Josh. The boys. Uh, I actually didn't have too much to think about. I think my pick. I literally just wanted to pick something that we hadn't seen before. I didn't <clears> want to go with any of the sort of the core team because I don't know. I think we've seen them enough, and I'm probably going to pick one of them later on anyway. Um, so for my hero pick, I have chosen Vision, um, and I want to make it clear that this is Phase Two Vision, okay. right? At his peak, at his ultimate form, because from here on out, he is cheap. Final form, yeah. <laughs> but Vision in Age of Ultron is sick. So mm. I just feel like he's a really interesting character. Um, I really like the way they did him, um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed Vision as a character in this phase. So that's my pick. Vision goes for the number one. The great pick. Yeah, it was pretty hyped when he showed up. <clears throat> and I feel like the moments that he had were like, they were short, but they were like, still like he had a bit of he had a bit of humor. Um, there were still like some pretty good action sequences with him. So, yeah, he picks great up pick. the hammer. That's good enough reason. Oh, beautiful. All right. So I'm believe I'm second. Yep. Yes. Um. So I actually went with Quill. Star. Wow. I thought. I don't know. Once again, similar to Josh, I wanted—I didn't want to pick. I was going to pick Thor because I didn't get to pick him last time, but it's just a bit too, a bit too obvious. So I thought I'll go a bit different. You know, I think he actually he literally—he does kick ass. He goes pretty well for someone with, I guess, limited powers. He sort of relies on his own tactics, his own tricks, mm-hmm. and plus he does sort of, or he basically wields one of the Infinity Stones like he begins it. So he's got a little bit of um, a little bit of impact on the storyline and things like that. But I just like him as a character. I think he brings a lot of comedy to um the marvel films i think a really good comedy spin that we all needed especially after sort of um when you're watching dark world and that's not very good so <laughs> i think guardians in itself was a bit of a breath of fresh air mm, so true. yeah i picked him as a hero because i think he's a bit of a badass considering he's not one of the most powerful but he still kicks ass so yeah yeah that was gonna be my pick it's all right you still got Drax and <laughs> You see, uh, a lot of people blame him for um, Infinity War. Mm. <laughs> I, I agree, to be honest. Yeah. But it was all part of Doctor Strange's plan, right? That's right, phase two. Phase well, it wasn't two. necessarily his plan. It was a vision, but... Mm. Vision. Didn't he have the vision? Wait, did, I thought he had the vision. 
Okay. Didn't he have the vision after that happened though? No, before. Oh, okay. That My was bad. before, yeah. That's why Doctor Strange literally did nothing. He's just like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll let I'll let I'll let Iron Man get stabbed first, and then I'll give away the story. Yeah, what a troll! Zeta's <laughs> uh, having a breakfast. <laughs> going, through, going through everyone's picks right now. <laughs> Robin usually does. <laughs> how, how many how many possibilities did you see? Fourteen million and two. And there's only one where we become viral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so better, Reddit. better not choose Thanos' chair, Malika. I still need to post this on Reddit. All right. I think I'm third. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Wait, I'll get the list up and I'll confirm. That's yeah, all. I've got it up as well. I've got it. I've got it. All right. So this is a character that I usually bag on pretty hard on the Avengers. Because I think is semi-useful. Uh, useless. But I am going to go with Hawkeye. Oh, oh what? As my hero. Oh, that's did I, steal, did I steal yours, Chance? No, I just wanted you to pick Cap. <laughs> <laughs> when you I said that, will. I was like, oh, he's going to get Cap. I'll never pick Cap. I thought he was yeah, going to get Cap as well. Oh, my gosh. Bro <laughs> no, literally I chose... chose Hawkeye before he chose Cap. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose him because of this quote, and it isn't the quote that I'm using later in this, but he says, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and I just like that. I just like that quote from him because he realizes how outgunned and outclassed he is by all the other Avengers and what's going on in the world. But he sticks through it. He still saves people. He makes Scarlet Witch. He turns her from a scared little girl in her little shell to becoming Scarlet Witch in that fight scene. Mm. And he does bring them all together in his home, shows her, his family, and all of mm, that. The farm. I'm actually that surprised. Was so forced, with that. I feel like that. I feel like that was still so forced. It was like we have to make yeah. all guys seem semi-useful and keep them alive in the franchise. <laughs> when I first watched it, I did like that he was the only one that wasn't mind controlled. But uh, <laughs> yeah, watching it again in Age of Ultron, yeah, it, it seemed pretty forced. But I'm surprised Malika went with that. Um, I don't usually pick you for the one who chooses the hero that's being realistic. <laughs> yeah. The, uh... it, was, it, was a, it was a good change. All others are obvious picks. Mm. Like, I could have mm. picked Hulk easy again, but I wouldn't. Like, and you, there's all the power in the others. I thought you were going for Quicksilver but... for sure. <laughs> he's, he's one of the Maximoff twins. He's not I'm just waiting for somebody to pick Falcon. Whatever. But yeah, he was my second choice. That's my choice. <laughs> David, fourth pick. Well, um, I was tempted to pick Hawkeye's wife, but I don't think she really danced with this round. But, <laughs> you were doing um, so well. But no, I'm definitely going to go for Ant-Man. Um, I wasn't here for the Ant-Man podcast, but I love Ant-Man. Paul Rogers makes the character. Oh, uh, specifically, yeah, good old Scott Lang. Um, Scott Lang isn't your typical hero. He is, like I said, the thief turned hero. The wannabe good dad. Um, yeah, he, he just brings the comedy to the face too. And yeah, I just love him. And I think well, he's the underdog hero and who doesn't lose. He, he grows as a character, but he doesn't lose his charm. And that's why I think he works well. Very good. Nice. So he's my pick. Hand man. Hand man. Yeah, I'm up hand. Over to hand. Over to hand zip, man. Um, <laughs> hand zip. <laughs> I'm just, my number, my number, I'll get to my number one pick in a second. It's still on the board, which is crazy. 
Um, I can't pick Cap because I picked him last time, but I just wanted to say Cap's name one more time. He's the best. Um, <laughs> three, three, of my, three of my picks on the board have already been taken, which is interesting, <laughs> but uh, my first pick hasn't. So I'm going to pick Iron Man as my hero, um, which is kind of shocking. I don't love Iron Man. He's kind of like the Cyclops of the Marvel Universe, even though Cyclops is in Marvel, <laughs> but like he's a Cyclops of the MCU. Um, Cyclops but, is awesome. No, he's not. He's so lame. Um, Cyclops is so underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Cyclops doesn't deserve Jean Grey. We can talk about that in another podcast. Yeah. Um, no. But I'm going to pick oh, Iron Man no. because I, th- I think I was on, like, obviously on the Iron Man 3 podcast. I actually really, like, I like that movie overall. And I think his development in it with the whole mental health, mental illness, PTSD stuff was really good. Like I said last week or last time we recorded on the uh, Age of Ultron podcast he was the saving grace of that film for me like i think his development was really important i don't think i would have cared as much about him dying in, in endgame spoilers if um if if we didn't get him in this phase so him in this huh? phase for me was a really big development of him and why i cared about him later on in comparison to the other phases and i don't think i would have cared about civil war as much if we didn't get these these movies so anyway iron man is my pick um good choice very good choice um i myself yeah, probably would have gone that route sometime in the different <laughs> um, um, I was going to go with um, Rocket Raccoon, uh, but I've just got to give it an honourable mention. Um, the only reason I'm not, I'm not sticking with Rocket is because I think there hasn't been much development to his character, but he's, like, for what he's good, he's, like, very resourceful in the Guardians mm-hmm. movie. Um, you could say he was, he was the other <clears throat> command because whenever he's on his own, he can... I don't know. He just thinks up plans and he just works well alongside all the guardians. So in a way, he's kind of like more of a supporting hero, but uh, yeah, my pick was going to be uh, Captain America, uh, hands down. Um, right. A bit of a, the old switcheroo on phase two here between me and chance, but um, <clears throat> with the soldier, obviously uh, most of us loved or really enjoyed that movie and the development of Captain America in that movie. It's really funny mm. that we've swapped characters because going into Civil War, we're on different sides. But um, <clears throat> Cap's development in that movie was awesome. Um, again, he learned, uh, you get a different side to him where he's kind of adjusted to the modern world. But yeah. even though he's still a bit underpowered in a way, you see more of what he can do. and He's, he's pretty beast in that movie and that really upped my respects for him. Next, next category, villains. villains. Grant, you got first pick. Yes. Well, um, I'm straight up. It's gonna go with Ultron. Um, because I think he's <laughs> really the villain. For me, he's the villain worth mentioning in phase two. Uh, what? Be honest. Um, oh, honorable mention to Ronan. I thought he was pretty good in Guardians. Um, but yeah, I just went because it was my first pick. I only thought, I only really thought about Ultron really because I just think uh, obviously he's. The villain in Avengers, and he's up, he, to me, he's. Um, I spoke in the Ultron podcast about how much I like him as a character, and he's got so many good quotes and actually some pretty, you know, some sort of lines that make a lot of sense in the movie. Um, but I think he's good. You know, he manages to, I guess, partially defeat some of the Avengers, like in terms of um, mentally and physically. But yeah, I just think he's a great villain. I think he brought a lot to Phase Two in terms of finishing it off. And yeah, that's I, I like Ultron. I think he's great. Brent just said Ultron is the only villain worth mentioning in Phase Two. <laughs> I knew that I knew that was going to push some buttons, so I thought <laughs> I'd say it. 
He's got a great personality. <laughs> he actually does. I, I, I like. I know he's a bit too emotional for Mark, but that's okay. <laughs> we said it last time. Like Tony made him, so he's mm. as you'd expect yeah, an AI yeah. to be. No, I'll try. Obviously, there's a lot of great villains, but that's my pick. Yeah, fair. Hmm. All right, yeah. next. That's me second. Yeah. All right, for my villain. This is a villain that could have been done much better, but for what he brought to the MCU, I like him. If meets Malekith. Uh, <laughs> oh, I honestly thought you were going to say Yellow Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I said there was no one worth mentioning. Yes, Malekith. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the guy that plays um, Yellow Jacket just because he's in a TV show that I really like, The Strain. House of Cards? Oh, he's in House of uh, Cards, Strain. Strain, yeah. yeah. Um, I chose Malekith. He, he wasn't... He, we sort of saw glimpses of how evil he should be and how tyrannical and just complete, like, destruction he should be, should be showing. But the reason I chose him is because we finally saw... Like, we'd already seen Loki as a cos like cosmic sort of villain. But then Malekith opened up that whole multi-realm part of the MCU, where now we've got villains that were not only just attacking Earth or attacking um, attacking the Avengers, but they're also attacking the other nine realms, like the other seven or eight realms. Um, mm. And I did like that he was sort of... His purpose was just destruction. Like, he could have shown it a bit better, and some of the fight scenes could have been a bit better with him, etc. But for me, he was the otherworldly villain that sort of paved the way for people like Thanos. It's fair enough. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> it's a great pick, actually. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, me, close to your own last name. Well, what, yeah. what we thought was like Malika. Yeah, I was about to say Malika. <laughs> Malika. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm a dark elf. I'm not a character who could be that big. Mark Bullock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> David, our next pick. Will villain? My ne- All right. So my villain is Ulysses Claw. So yeah, no, no surprises there, David. Mm-hmm. Oh, did everyone know I was going to do that? <laughs> yeah. I I had two guesses, and that was yeah. one of them. What was the other guess? Pierce. Yeah. Yellow jacket. Me. Oh, damn. I got my beard. Oh, yeah. Ulysses. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I love Claw. Obviously, look, I'm a big Andy Circus fan. And, like, I was, the minute he came on the screen, I was like, yes. Uh, I actually liked Claw even before I saw him in the movies. I liked him in the – I didn't never read the comics, but I used to read the Black Panther villains, and he would pop up a lot. But I liked mm. the take Andy Circus put on him. I like the whole South African accent. I, lo- I love the whole, you know, Papa Dish joke. <laughs> I, I find he's just a big scene stealer. And yeah, obviously um, we get to see him a lot more up beyond this phase, but for the short time he's in it, he really steals the screen. And yeah, just love him. And he really, he's intimidating. He's got his own agenda and he's got a boat. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a big, big boat. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> David, when's when's the wedding, bro? <laughs> oh yeah, We've got a boat, guys. Be careful. That's it. It's a yes, love boat. Yes. Minnow Johnson. <laughs> actually, he was mm. one of my considerations as well. Cool. He, yeah, it's a good, it's a good picture. He was actually he was high up on my list. So. Yeah, he was high up on mine as well. Mm. There you good go, pick. guys. It's not just face face three was better. Yeah, I think he'll be higher on my face three, but <laughs> well, he was definitely on the for list for a short so. time. Mm. He gets killed. Spoilers. 
Yeah, don't remind <laughs> me of that. I'm still processing the Iron Man death thing, Gavin. <laughs> so, um, chance. Well, this is this is very tough for me. There are still multiple Captain America Winter Soldier villains on the board. Um, and I, I actually just added... So when we started this category, I wrote one more name down on my list because I just was like, I'm not sure if the people before me are going to pick the ones on my list. And I'm actually going to go with the one that I added just like right when we started starting the podcast. And that's Arnim Zola. I'm going to go with Arnim Zola <laughs> as my villain. Um, reason being is because I just recently watched a bunch of YouTube videos before this podcast started. And I think his algorithm it plays a lot into what could have happened in that movie. So without the algorithm, Alexander Pierce isn't as, as strong as a villain as he could have been because that he needed the algorithm. We don't get the whole Hydra infiltration without Arnim Zola. So I think his, it was only in it for a short time, but I think what he did for those years after S.H.I.E.L.D. was formed up until this movie was really crucial uh, and really set the tone for what happens after the movie with like uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. falling because of Hydra and that affecting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the movies to go forward. So I'm going to go with Arnim Zola. I think he's a, he's a worthy foe and I think that um, he goes under the radar but can cause a lot of damage. So I like that new villain. Very good. Yeah, and the, the oh, we talked about it. That scene he has in uh, Winter Soldier was like proper, like in like yeah. <laughs> that was a good scene. Mm. What an impact! Um, yeah, this is hard. I I'm, I feel like I'm going to end up just casting the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm going to change up my villain. Oh, not really change it up. He was he actually was first on my list. Um, ironically, even though I hated this movie, ironically, he's in um, Iron Man three. I'm choosing Killian. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. I'm I'm pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, you know, outside of the uh, the plot twist in that movie, he had a pretty like good plan going in regards to having a face that wasn't his mm. to take away from what his actual plan was with um, extremists. <laughs> um, he has a pretty cool quote where he says, "Failure is the fog through which we glimpse triumph," and um, you know that that's huge. And I actually wonder if Tony took that to heart where. Because uh, Tony's thing is all about making mistakes and learning from them. Um, I like that he's kind of a contrast to Tony in the sense that he became a rich guy and he's very, um, he's got a lot of charisma, but he's on the other end of that. And he's kind of a victim of like, <laughs> after being treated poorly by Tony, but um, you know, he, even though he, the movie wasn't great. Um, I think he's someone who deserves like some props for what he did for Iron Man 3. Beautiful. Cool. Nice. I did want to choose Bucky, but he's like, is is he really a villain? And like, he's a side character. And in Winter Soldier, you know, no, he's not. There's so many. <laughs> I think in Winter Soldier, he is a villain. Yes, he is yeah. the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just... I think for I think for Phase Two, I think he's a villain. Mm. Yeah, they're like he's 100% a hundred villain. So many strings being pulled in that movie. It's hard to choose like the one set. There are no strings. But on. there's no strings on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you took my quote, Caleb. Thank you. No. Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. I'm actually surprised. Well, I mean, it, not really, because there are plenty of villains in this phase. Mm. Um, I actually was reading something, and this is the first. They said this is the first phase where. And I don't know how true this is. I'd have to double think, think about it. But this is the first phase where they kill off pretty much every of the main villain. Unlike phase one. Phase one, obviously, you still had villains sort of recurring and stuff. But they said, in this phase, every main villain dies. 
except Bucky. Well, yeah, which is interesting. Which yeah. again, do, fights the case. Yeah. yeah. But then again, yeah. Cameron Miller. That's a good. That's interesting. I, I mean, Yellow Jacket's right there, right for the picking. Um, I am actually going to go with Alexander Pierce. Um, Great pick. I think. Yeah. I wanted to pick something different, and I think in in amongst all of these like cosmic big bads and all this kind of stuff, I actually found him to be uh, a pretty interesting villain because he was. I mean, funnily enough, I was just talking about he was a bit more of a puppeteer. Um, he was mm. sort of all about espionage and about sort of you know doing things secretly behind people's backs and making people look one way while he was doing a completely different thing um, which i just found really interesting and i think that makes in 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 amongst all of these like i said cosmic big bads to have somebody who's smaller i guess and very more down to earth like he was still as much of if not more of a threat because his threat i guess posed one that was like really close to home as well um and like had the potential of shutting the avengers down in a way that i guess you wouldn't typically think like i guess if we think about the Avengers being defeated it's going to be oh thanos is going to shut him down whereas pierce almost just like broken down from within kind of thing um so yeah alexander pierce is my choice for villain for phase two hail yeah. hydra nice, nice. <laughs> hail hydra for life <laughs> okay <clears throat> Uh, oh yeah, Joshua's last pick. So we're up to the next one. Weapons, <laughs> Malika. With first, you, you had first pick last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. That's why I had the chair. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to take the chair. <laughs> All right, first pick weapon. What you got? All right, no furniture this time. Um, <laughs> what I have picked is the black hole grenade. Oh, great pick. Yeah. Oh, and dark world. Yes. Yeah, dark world. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. It is quite the op weapon it's so op it pretty much gets used like twice in that whole movie and you never see it or hear of it again mm. you throw it it blows up sucks you and bang you're gone so it's one of, that on call of duty yeah <laughs> it, i don't it's strange like i don't like that they don't explain how it works which you probably don't need but it would be interesting or at least to know where they go after mm. they get sucked into it um but yeah, for me, that's it's just a nice, simple weapon. Effective. Is it in it's, an actual, it's an actual stuff? weapon too. Yeah, it is an actual weapon. <laughs> Which is a nice it's in a chair. It's not a, no, it's not, not stationary a... or furniture or anything. <laughs> is it explained in the comics or not? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about it in the comics. But it gets used quite a bit. Oh, well, not. It has an impact in Dark World. Yeah. With everyone almost getting sucked into it half the time. It wasn't very hard to have an impact in that movie. Yeah, yeah. They could have thrown one at Thanos and just ended it then and there. Mm. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, that's right. my pick. Who's next? David. Yep, so my pick, and I actually don't have the name for this, but it's the device that Harley uses on, oh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Killian's henchman. Cold blood. Um, sorry. Oh, his name was Cold Blood. Are you talking about the, the cricket? Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm picking that just to be, a bit edgy. Um, nice. I think I just, I think I just like it because one, you know, to, it's got a moral basis to it. The fact that, you know, Tony was, Tony was looking out for this kid who was getting bullied and who's, you know, was coming from a very broken situation and, 
even though he didn't end up using it for that, he used it against <laughs> Eric Savin. Now I remember his name. It was just, I don't know, it was just a very, it was like a heartfelt connection. It, it was more than just a weapon to me. So that's what I'm going with for that. And it had a Massive, bro. Yeah, so I, went, I went deep with the, with the weapon. Yeah. The more than, than a weapon. Of their face. <laughs> more than a weapon to me. <laughs> I was trying to go with something similar to the chair, but in the end, I just had to go for something heartfelt. So. Grant, oh, just Grant just nice. copyrighted. I want you to. Yeah. We're not going to make any money off this podcast. No, no think it. about it. It's basically a flashbang. I think. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> but I reckon there's more to it than that. That's a good well, weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, more the, than a weapon. The dialogue it's between fun. them about the bully and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a station flashlight, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, chance next pick. Yeah, cool. Uh, look, so far we've had a, a black hole grenade and then basically another explosion. So I'll probably pick an actual cool weapon uh, to get us in started with this pick. So. <laughs> 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 Spike uh, going to be killer lamp. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. But uh, the, I actually had the black hole grenade on my list. So that's a good pick. Um, I'm not going to talk about David's because it sucks. Um, my pick <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm going to go, this is my number one pick in the weapon category. I'm going to go with the Yaka arrow, which is Yondu's arrow. Oh, um, damn, I had that. Yeah. <laughs> For those that are listening, the one that's controlled by whistle and all that sort of stuff, I just think that's a great weapon. I think it's, um, I think we, it's, it's utilized in the movie. It has that one OP scene in Guardians 1 where he kills like 20 people with the one arrow, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cool weapon. I think uh, in the right hands, I've obviously picked Iron Man as my hero going against Arnim Zola. I like to create these fake movies. So, uh, in Iron Man's hand, like who knows what this this arrow could do? So yeah, I'm going Can with Iron the Man even whistle. We don't know. <laughs> Find out in Iron Man Four. Iron Adam Zola whistle Yaga arrow. <laughs> Didn't we determine that pretty much the whole whistle thing is like not necessary at all? <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting wait, for Captain Man and Iron Man. Wait, so what is it? If it's not a whistle, is it just noise or Captain Man? No, but no, it's like saying it's, that it's controlled. Like it's controlled up him, here, but not like he just does the whistle for. So the, yeah, we think we thought because I you, I don't think you were here that podcast, but we were know, discussing about how which just shows Malika doesn't actually just listen to the podcast when they come out. So it makes, mm. makes sense. Mm. Um, but we pretty much were just talking about how like because it is controlled up here, you don't need the whistle really. Like it's just something that could potentially be used as an intimidation technique, or the, or the or it's like to help. It like helps can concentrate. Like it helps. Yeah, it's like how he concentrates the noise, like his thoughts or something. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if it was like it seems like a reach. You know how I'm, I'm just, I'm just that. You know how telekinesis, <clears throat> telekinesis, they can move things with their mind, but sometimes they use their hands to help. Yeah, them. yeah. Maybe the whistle. Well, look, I think it doesn't really matter because in my hypothetical movie, um, the Iron <laughs> Legion, the Iron Legion, all have it. So <laughs> they've all got one. <laughs> I did. Um, they I all have vortex. Because <laughs> he treats it like a pet, and usually you whistle to your pets, so it's sort of like a connection in that way. Oh, but don't you whistle to your pets to make them come here? Not yeah, but it's also it's sort of you're ordering them, like, you know. Yeah, like, right. hey, get over here, little prick, you know. <laughs> I'm going to call my dog Yaka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, my turn. Um, still have the power stone, the mind stone, but... Mm, I chose a stone last time. <laughs> I was going to pick Star-Lord's arsenal of weapons. Like, he has a lot of gadgets and stuff, but that's kind of cheating. Uh, anyways, I'm choosing pin Particles. Um, oh, great. 
Yeah, uh, I think. Oh, so close. <laughs> Is that a weapon or a support item? It can be used as a weapon, Malikosh. <laughs> no, it comes. Up, it comes up if you look up weapons. It comes up as you know, under the weapons list. It's yeah. more of a weapon than a chair. <laughs> Except that weapon had powers, proper power. <laughs> it's but it's a chair. It's going to be a thing. Um, had powers. It was huge in um, Ant the. Ant-Man movie, obviously, is like the focus of the movie. Mm. Um, actually, they do discuss, and Hank is afraid of sharing it because he thinks it'll be weaponized. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's utilized, you know, a lot in this movie. There's a lot of application for it. Um, I think it's a big thing in that uh, it's similar to Iron Man's story where he's afraid of something he's created can be used for the wrong thing, and uh, Pim Particles were that. Um, they play a pretty big part eventually as well in Phase 3. Uh, going towards a quantum realm, but uh, yeah, I think they're just really cool, really awesome, and uh, pretty dangerous. Uh, I still don't fully understand how they work. Or... Pin particles. <laughs> yeah, they 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 make the they atoms. use pin particles. Pin particles. That's how they work. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's literally how the movie explains it. <laughs> yeah, that is my weapon of choice. Is it my turn? Yes. All right, cool. Now that my weapon of choice has been taken from me, um, we've still got a lot of weapons. Like, I was actually th thinking of Star-Lord's blasters as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking of whatever the gun that Rocket sort of comes up with. It the pretty moon. much sort of useless <laughs> anyway. Um, I had Mjolnir, I had Gamora's sword, but I sort of went down the chairs route and I was thinking about, okay, my hero is Vision. Who would I want him, like, what weapon would I want him to use? And I actually think, even though we didn't get to see it really utilized as much, I wanted uh, to pick Ronan's hammer. I just think if it was utilized, it could have been, like, destructive. Um, if they had chosen to use it instead of doing a dance battle, I think that would have been epic. Uh, but, yeah, I think vision-wielding Ronan's hammer, I think that'd be a cool sight to see, and especially equipped with the Power Stone. I think it'd be crazy. So, I think it's called, the Cos they call it a Cosby Rod. Sorry? Called a Cosme Rod, apparently. Um, you know, I'm actually going to use... Um, I, I, picked, I I had uh, Ronan's Hammer as well. I had, obviously, Cap Shield and da-da-da-da-da, the blasters. But um, Bucky's assault rifle in Winter Soldier. I believe it's an, M, it's, an M, it's an M4 with a grenade. <laughs> thing. I don't know. I tried to figure it out. But yeah, that's too, much, too much cod. Yeah, too much cod. I was going to pick Bucky's arm. So I was like, is that a weapon? I don't know. It's on him. That's but, yeah, I'm going to go with... Um, Bucky's assault rifle. Okay. Just because I think it's a boss ass weapon and he uses it pretty well. Simple. Yeah. Bucky's a right. weapon. I have questions. Would you consider vision a weapon? Or ultra? Interesting. They all mm. be weapons. Though. I guess they could they could count as one because they were technically created to be I mean, well, they were created to be it's it's sort of like Iron Legion. Mm. Mm. In Age well, of Ultron, I thought of Vision as a weapon, but then he became a person. Like, how about Legion yeah, yeah. isn't sentient, like Ultron or Vision, but I guess they're sort of created and they're able to operate mm. that sort of way. So how, about, how about Sokovia? Sokovia's lifted up that high. It's a weapon. <laughs> it's, it's technically <laughs> a weapon. I mean, I would have just gone to the Mind Stone, which was like the core of all those. If you don't yeah, Sokovia as a weapon, try to tell that to the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vision's a weapon in Phase 2, but after that, no chance. All right. Uh, we're up to side character now. And uh, David, what was... You have to you have first pick. I swear, if anybody takes my side character. 
Okay, so my side character, my side character is. Am I allowed to pick Paul Kai's wife for this one, or is that no? She's a side character. Yes. Okay. Are you joking? No, I actually want to pick her. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm feeling edgy for this one. So you're picking her. What film in Scooby Doo? eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe that's another reason. <laughs> That's probably another reason why I like her. I could someone look up her name, by the way, because I can't access my internet. Hawkeye. But Mrs. Hawkeye, I think, is it? Mrs. Hawkeye. Something Barden. Is it Maria? Cardinelli. Cardinelli. Laura. 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 Yeah, right. Laura, Laura Barden. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, I got her actual actor's name. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think reference. I just, same reason why I think I picked. Hawkeye in the first one. Well, no, obviously it's an extension of that. It's just, I'll, it's again, it's a grounding. Um, and she like, I don't. When the Avengers are down in Age of Ultron, where everything's like hit the floor, and they're at, she's the one that provides a home for them. She's the one that provides that support for them to heal and grow. And she's the one that inspires her husband to try and inspire them. So, like in her own way, she's and even like her, you see her interactions with Black Widow. And like she just has a, a sense about her that just it really like picks up the Avengers and reinforces them and encourages them to to move forward. I don't think Falcon does that. I don't think War Machine does that. I think they're more just like the whiny side characters that are like, I want to be involved in this too. Well, she's kind of just the one that's like, yeah. look, you know, yeah, that's true. I, I'm going to provide that support for you, and when you're ready, you can get back and fight Ultron. But till then, let's just rest. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm picking her. Yeah, that's true. It's it's good to have a side character that's not in the battle for a change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. <clears throat> All right. Beautiful. Next pick. <clears throat> Is it me? Yep. Oh, I hope it's Josh's kind of. Well, look. For my weapon, I picked the Yaka Arrow and I gave it to Iron Man Iron Man's a little confused. He doesn't understand how to whistle. He's a bit lost. And so he has to go and recruit Yondu. And uh, Yondu is my side character. Um, yeah, I had to pick him up. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I had to pick him up. I just think he's a great uh, attribute to the movie. Obviously, I obviously think we get, we see him a bit more fleshed out later on and all that sort of stuff. But, like, in this movie, he's great. And I think in a, in a hypothetical movie, he brings a cosmic element to my film. So, yeah. Yondu. The, your first reasoning was Iron Man doesn't know how to whistle, so I'm bringing in Yondu. Well, hey, it's going to be part of the plot line. He gets frustrated, doesn't know how to whistle. Pepper Potts has to teach him, they make out, and then they just then they, he brings in Yondu. So. He's got to go on a massive trek to find Yondu. Wait, <laughs> Iron Man makes out with Yondu? No, Iron Man, makes out with, part of the movie. Iron Man makes out with Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts makes out with Yondu, and then there's an ex-lover. So. Oh. And, the, and at the end of it, they're all scrolls. I <laughs> mean, summer 2021. Phase four. Phase four. If you're listening, put it Just in. Scr- scrolls that all knew each other were scrolls, but they're making out with each other. It's like a romantic rom com movie, but it's like, it's called, yeah. I'm yeah. Mary Poppins, yeah. Marvel Phase Four. The Scroll and the Beautiful. Oh. All right. <laughs> Rob is just about all the editing he's going to have to do. <laughs> Uh, I could actually keep that one in. Um, <laughs> all right. Who did it? Mm. I feel like Zeta's going to take it. I have, he's, he's got the biggest chance out of everyone, I feel. <laughs> so I chose... Uh, mm, my weapon was Pim Particles. Nick, Nick Merckx came. <laughs> uh, 
I'll be the only one that gets that. Yeah, Zita gets that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was going to choose Louise um, from Ant-Man just because uh, I like the humor of that. But um, no, I'm going with um, Janet, um, who's Wasp in, in Ant-Man. Um, I did choose Pim Particles, so like in a hypothetical movie, that, that, that would work pretty well because who knows them better than her uh, at this point mm. she wants them. But um, <clears throat> she was a very strong character in Ant-Man despite not being Wasp yet. Um, she kicked um, Ant-Man's ass like so many times <laughs> in the movie, uh, both verbally and physically. But um, yeah, I thought she was, uh, I, like she has my respects. Like I, I said it, like Malika has his top MCU women. Um, my one should be like pretty high up there. But like, because I actually <laughs> like think she's a, like a really good character in the uh, MCU. Um, I don't, in oh, it's phase three anyway, so we probably won't go there. So yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's my pick. <laughs> Beautiful. <clears throat> I literally said Zeta had the highest chance at taking my side character, and he literally said I was going to pick Louise, and I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> so spoiler, I'm picking Louise as my side character. I don't even know if it's my turn. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. He Louise. was on my list as well. Louise, on my list, Louise too. is mine. One, I just thought about the banter and sort of the the interactions that he would have with vision and i thought that would be pretty funny <laughs> to see on screen vision being so serious and stuff like that and louise just like not understanding and being himself um i also thought louise was pretty at the end of the day he was pretty useful in helping ant-man take down yellow jacket and i feel like with alexander pierce as a villain in my hypothetical movie he could play sort of the same role um I like again i liked the comedic relief that he brought but he was also pretty useful in the movie that he was in so and he's Hispanic, so Luis. Luis is my choice for a side character, and I'm very glad nobody took it. Solid. Beautiful. Close. I was close. Did you, as soon as you said it, <laughs> as soon as Chance passed, I was like, Zeta's going to pick him. Watch. <laughs> I don't have to cross the border, catch COVID. My other, my other choice is, I was going to choose Natasha um, in Winter Soldier as a side character, actually. I literally don't have anybody else written down for side character. I can't believe no one's to pick on the spot. No one's chosen Jane Foster yet. I'm really surprised. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, it is your turn, Grant. So, all the, all the well, you know time. what? I'm not going to pick that. Oh, spoilers. Malika's choosing that. Helen Cho. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not. Um, I, my two choices haven't been... I only had two choices there, so I thought I would only need them. Because I, I considered um, Loki a side character in Thor. Mm, fair. Um, but I'm not going to go with Loki. Ugh. I'm going to go with, uh, I believe the correct name for this is it Curse. That one? In Thor? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's actually a pretty impactful sort of side character in that movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, actually, because I, I just I don't know, I was just thinking about it. I was like, go with Loki, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I think Curse in Dark World was really good. He Basically, he does kill Loki eventually and kill Loki. Um, and obviously, he really kicks Thor's ass and he even at some point there he punches Thor's hammer away so he's got a lot of power um I think could have been I reckon would have been cool to see more of um that particular character but we didn't but yeah I thought as a side as far as side characters go it was pretty boss so yeah he was a definitely like what the heck character he was so yeah he was a real out of nowhere like actually that was uh I didn't think of that one as one of the weapons, the thing he uses to make himself so strong. Oh, yeah. Would have been an interesting choice of weapon. 
But yeah, honorable mention. Honorable mention to Loki, of course. Well, yeah, I think we said it. he pretty much carried Dark World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Malika. All right. My side character, actually written down, Rez, is Louise first. <laughs> Who? Uh, Louise was my first choice. Oh, right. Um, but I'm going to go same sort of, same movie. And one of, uh, what's his name's Lang's friends. And I'm going to go with Dave. Which is Ti? You, you called it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't classic, resist. Classic. Oh for God. his um, I like him for his third album. <laughs> <laughs> Ti vs Tip. No, um, I love all of his. I movies. actually chose DMX for this. Um, <laughs> Cradle to the Grave, good movie. He um, was in that movie too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, other than the fact that he's Ti. I did just like the comedy that he brings to it. Mm. Like he's just one of those funny side characters who sort of just fit in with being one of Lang's buddies. And he like mm. in the last, like in the last like battle scenes and the, those key scenes is actually pretty reliable. And like, I think he, he holds up, his own comedy yeah. wise as well. Like considering <laughs> that, I feel like out of the three of them, Luis is obviously pro- like the main guy that they focus on for comedy. Yeah. But like. If you focus on Ti and what he brings, like he actually holds it. It's interesting because I don't think I'd seen Ti really act before this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he doesn't do much, and not in movies of this <laughs> scale. Like any MCU movie, no matter where it ranks, is a pretty large, big movie. Um, and so seeing him in it was cool. And yeah, he he's a side character, but he brings a lot to his character. Yeah, um, not to mention his, his resting face is always just like. Yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed there weren't any T.I. songs in the soundtrack. No, there's, there wasn't. We were wondering about I still can't believe that, man. That's maybe they, maybe he didn't get paid enough. I don't know. He didn't get the ludicrous treatment. <laughs> we did say, uh, though, that Animan's friends furious. play more of furious too. some bigger side characters in MCU. Mm. Yeah. Like they're, I don't even think they're in comics, but they play better roles in, people, in, in side characters that are. Mm. Well, yeah, who did we compare them to? Didn't we compare them to the Warriors from Warriors yeah, Three yeah. and Warriors the Howling Commandos? Yeah, they were way better. Yeah, Caleb, don't worry. I saw you hide your little COVID cough there before. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got my, I've got my mask. The you Russian, me of, uh, the Russian guy was a close pick, but didn't pick yeah. him. He's just funny. <laughs> Caleb, you remind me of Thor Ragnarok, where he's like, "Not when I do this." <laughs> he pulls the thing over his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, settings. Yeah. Chance first. I'm first. Yeah. Setting. Well, look, I, I did in our last draft, anyone that listened and remembers, I did pick Randy's Donut from Iron Man 2. So I, th- I thought about, I'm not going to, but I thought about <laughs> picking Baskin Robbins from Ant Man, uh, where he worked, <laughs> just to kind of continue with the um, fast food chain vibe. But I'm actually going to pick Hawkeye Safe House in Age of Ultron, um, hmm. the, the farm. I think that it's a. It was actually one of the, the scenes from the trailer that we first watched of Age of Ultron that I really enjoyed. Um, I think that it was really enjoyable and, uh, yeah. Am I, oh, am I frozen? No, I'm not. No. Uh, all good. Um, yeah, so I just think overall it, there was a lot of good... Um, <laughs> some of my favourite scenes in that movie were on that farm and you started to see the whole Civil War elements between uh, Iron Man and Cap. And, yeah, obviously when Captain America ripped the firewood, it was, like, the hottest moment of anyone's life ever. Um, 
<laughs> but I'm going to pick that setting because I think if there was going to be a big final battle scene in a movie, I think it would be really cool to have it at that farm. Um, I think it would be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> I was trying to make it look like I froze. Um, setting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to choose the... Ah, this one's hard. I was going to choose the Milano, which is Star-Lord's spaceship, Ooh. or Avengers headquarters. And I'm kind of torn between which one to pick. So I chose Cap. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Milano. Just, just, just to branch out my choices, you know. Um, that's <clears throat> There's a lot of cool moments in the spaceship. I like the vibe that it brings uh, in the movies, especially with the, uh, the old school music that's playing in the Guardians movies. Um, mm. there's a lot of development that goes on between the guardians in the spaceship. Um, and even towards phase, even in phase three, like when they bring in guys like Thor, uh, even cap has his first moment of space travel in it later, but that's phase three and I can't use that. But, um, in, in the movie itself, yeah, the, the Milano's, uh, I thought it a really cool setting. Good choice. Good choice. But, uh, yeah, honorable mention to Avengers headquarters, which I think wasn't used enough. Mm, yeah, true. So, yeah. Um, so, for my pick, I was going to choose the Quantum Realm, um, but mm. I feel like that'd be a boring movie <laughs> if it was just all set in the Quantum Realm. <laughs> um, so, I actually am going to choose a different headquarters. I'm going to choose Nova Corps. Uh, no core headquarters. Oh, yeah. I think just the tech that they've got there, and I think the overall look and stuff, I really liked, and it was really cool. I don't right. know what the actual like, um, where it's located and where it's situated, like that city, because I wanted to choose like sort of the whole city as my setting, but I guess that's too big. Zen. So I, was it Xander? I, I think it might have yeah, been Xander. So. so, so I narrowed it down to Nova Core <laughs> HQ. Um, I just like the overall look and feel of it. I think it's pretty cool, and I think the battle that they do have there that not there specifically but the battle that involves it is pretty cool um so yeah nova core hq my yeah. i did like it was pretty cheesy but i did like when the core did get together and they like made this giant shield to try and yeah that was sick and shape like they, they were ready useless <laughs> but you know it was cool it's nice to know they were ready for battle all right who's next grant um yeah i was gonna go with um from guardians nowhere Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I decided to go with a more obvious one, Sokovia, obviously, with Age of Ultron. Um, obviously, it's quite a big <laughs> setting. But, um, yeah, I just think um, looking at it, it's really got a chance to see if it shows a lot more of the impact of what's going on on actual civilians and innocent people. Like, mm. um, you know, you think of Avengers, you think of fighting, but you don't really see much of the impacts, which obviously plays on later in Civil War and stuff. Um, but obviously, even I just, when I watched it the other day, I saw the scene when, when it first breaks off to become a, a weapon, as you would say. Um, that sort of that, that visual and that scene, I thought was really cool at the time. Like especially in the cinema, watching it lift off the ground, I thought it was really cool. I think as a setting, though, I just think it's, um, I thought it was a really really good place for the end battle. Um, yeah, I, that's why I picked it. I thought it was really really impactful setting for a very impactful part of the film. That's an interesting take, actually, the fact that, like, I guess we, we watched the movies and I think <clears throat> Sokovia was really good because they did delve into how it, that sort of adversely affects a lot of the smaller communities that you don't even really think of. 
Yeah. Like New York City in the first one, we all know that. with the. I was thinking about that comparison. That one seemed a bit lighter in compared to the things that happened on Sokovia. Uh, and the consequences seemed a bit more impactful. Yeah. And just yeah. to normal people. Mm. Mm. Beauty. Yeah, nice, nice, nice choice. Good shout. <laughs> All right. My choice comes up in a mid credit scene, I think. And it is the collector's room. Oh, um, yeah. ooh, wow. Damn it. That's a sick pick, actually. I didn't um, And I, I like it because it had heaps of Easter eggs and it plays a massive part later um, when they time the travel. Yeah, and you get things like Howard the Duck, you've got the dog, the astronaut, um, or cosmonaut, whatever he is. Um, and that it did have, like, so I Googled it just to see, because I wanted to see if there was a weapon, but there wasn't. So it just turned out that there were heaps of aliens in there. And one of the ones that we see is there's a cocoon in there, and it's Adam Warlock's cocoon. Uh, and then people thought there was Beta Ray Bill in there, but it wasn't him. Like, there were so many Easter eggs in there, and you just get the cool scene, you get the collector, and that's the first time you see, I think it's his race or whatever he is, and then you later see his brother. Um, and then that's pretty much the last time you see him. Yeah. <laughs> does. Um, Boilers. You see yeah. the collectors in Guardians, though. Yeah, I was about to say that. You get, it blows up in Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like that place, just because it was... It, you see so many... <laughs> You see so many uh, just Easter eggs. Like they put so many aliens and things in there. And it just, it was like a place of wonder and amazement. It's sort of like a Willy Wonka factory for aliens. Interesting. Willy Wonka factory for nerds. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, wait. No, it's David. Let me big spoiler. Okay, so for my one, again, following my theme for tonight of just picking very out there choice. Well, I don't know, maybe they're not even out there, maybe they're just very standard. But um, I'm picking San Quentin State Prison from the right. uh, from Airman. So, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Yep, so why am I picking this? Um, look, to be honest, in at least in the Marvel universe, it's a very friendly prison. I mean, yeah, sure, <laughs> they're beating the crap out of each other, but like everyone's hugging him before he leaves. They're all just buddy buddy, like sort of prison. If you were Scott, you're like, yeah, this is the sort of prison I want to end up in. So yeah, yeah, it's a good vibe. Um, a bit dark in there, but yeah, I, I think like it, and I think the scene just stands out just because you know you first you see you think it's this full fight that's going on and then you just it, it's a bit of humor as they're all bonding so yeah i picked san quentin prison yeah perfectly defines ant-man <laughs> poor Rod. yeah good good choice i mean <laughs> i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if it's comparable to rio de janeiro yeah i don't think i could ever beat rio de janeiro we're <laughs> on the last there, category there were so many good um locations that we didn't pick i don't yeah, know I, I feel like in comparison to number one as well, like I think I chose the shawarma shop. Chance obviously <laughs> chose the donut shop. Like inside. I was gonna pick the, the home world of the dark elves, which is called like Svartenheim. Svartenheim. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll go yeah, pick that, that as cool. well. Yeah, that would have been so I had too much dark world stuff, so I thought I'll leave it. 
What other choices would you have had, Rez? Um, I had Kill in Prison. Um, oh, yes, yes. Where Guardians, Guardians all get yeah. sent to, and that's sort of I where they come it. together. Um, I only had three. Yeah. I only had three because I was third pick. So I had Kill in Prison, Quantum Realm, and uh, whatever, I, whatever I chose. What did I pick? Yeah. Could you have picked the helicarrier things as a setting or a weapon? Yeah, I would have chosen them as a setting. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. What'd you say? Sorry? The helicarriers. <laughs> you know what other setting I had was thinking of? The the elevator. We have like see the helicarrier is used as a weapon. Hmm? Oh yeah, that's a weapon too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, a quote. Oh, yes, uh, first pick. Um, so my quote is from Ant-Man. It's by Howard Stark. And um, yeah, yeah, it's the first part of the movie where uh, they're talking about how they want to use pin particles for good, but you're saying, uh, uh, Hank is saying, no, they won't. And then Howard Stark says, don't let your past determine your future. Um, I think that's a really awesome quote. It just carries, it's like, it's, it's a very stark thing to say because, you know, they've done it, they've, <laughs> uh, I'm sure both of them have made heaps of mistakes. We see Tony's a lot. We don't see much of Howard's, but I'm sure he made some too. And um, yeah, in regards to the past. Can do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, then there's also in Iron Man 2, which we haven't talked about, but uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> just in regards to the past determining your future, um, I think it's a mindset that carries on throughout all the movies, especially in Phase 3 again, where, you know, Endgame where they literally kind of break time anyway, but you know, they change, mm. they change a future in a sense. So yeah, that's my, my quote. Quote. My quote um, is actually funnily enough, going to be from vision um, to finish off my, to finish off my picks. And it's going to be, so I can get it word for word. <clears throat> it's part of his last sort of discourse with Ultra at the end of the movie. Um, and one of the things he says is, Yes, but the thing is, the thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. And I think he's talking about sort of his whole experience with humans so far. Um, and I, I really like that conversation because they are sort of going in depth and you sort of see it more from a, I guess, tech sort of robot perspective, their view on the human race. But I liked Vision's quote and I like how he described his experiences and the fact that something isn't good just because it lasts. And that's how I feel about this podcast, really. Eventually, we're going to come to a time where this podcast comes to an end. And it's going to be beautiful, regardless. That's my feel about this podcast. That's there, aren't be, there aren't going to be enough movies to, to, to review. One thing. We are not going to review MCU? Lord of the Rings. There are three Don't movies. Don't break my hopes and dreams. And they do not need reviewing. <laughs> They're more than three hours each. They have been reviewed. That's one thing they we didn't talk about in the Age of Ultron thing. Um, the exploration of uh, humanity. Uh, it's a really good quote. Um, and I, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about how Ultron, how flawed humans are. And then visions, visions like, yeah, it's just, it's just how they are. Just got to let, mm. let them learn. And there's grace in their failings, whatever he says. Grace, grace yeah. in their faith. Yeah. Deep. Mm, that's deep. That's one. <laughs> that's it. Eventually COVID will be a long lost memory. And so will this podcast. So, you know, it's a remnant of Oof. COVID. Yeah. Great. Oh, um, 
only wrote down two because I thought that's all I need, which turns out. Now, honourable mention to Captain America. I'm not going to pick this one, but the, this isn't freedom. This is fear. Um, obviously, I link that back to Loki talking about freedom a lot in the first Avengers. Um, the freedom theme keeps coming up. I actually went with the Ultron quote, which I really liked because I thought it was... He said, um, everyone creates the thing they dread. Men of peace create engines of war. Invaders create Avengers. People create smaller people, children, whatever. Baller. I thought it was really true to be honest. Like, I, I like that quote because it's actually quite true to be honest. So I was like, okay, makes a lot of sense, which also links back to what I was saying before about a lot of his quotes and a lot of the things he represents aren't technically wrong. It's just the way he sort of acts on it is wrong. Mm. Um, like, we, you know, we all have our opinions, but you don't have to go and drop cities on people. Um, so, yeah, that's my quote, and that's, that's it. Can I make an observation on what Grant just said? Because it just hit me. Yeah. Um, it just interests me that in phase one, it's all about fighting, like, what Loki's bringing, which is oversight, oppression, you know, complete totalitarian control. And then in phase two, it's like it's a, they're, they're having to accept it, as in it's coming, but not from the good guys, not the bad guys, as in like with Winter Soldier and Tony Craig, Ultron, and so on. It's like, okay, we fought against it coming, but now we've sort of created it ourselves. Which, which is- but see, Ultron says that, but then he also created Vision, which ends up destroying him. So, yeah. And this all carries on from the way Tony thinks, you know, just creating mm-hmm. stuff that ends up breaking or making things worse. But, uh, but Tony's a bad character is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just like his struggle. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great character. He's just struggle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Malika. Also, isn't, um, isn't your hat a little bit incorrect? <laughs> what? Cause he's not invincible. He lives on, you know. Hulk. <laughs> hey, it's better than totally awesome Hulk, right? <laughs> the totally don't, read awesome don't judge Hulk. until you read it. <laughs> I read it; it was pretty. Bro, good. he's got a mohawk. That's all <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> only to- it's the only totally awesome part of the comic is the mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My quote comes Malikas. from our resident leader of the Avengers, not Captain America. I mean, of Shield. Um, and Nick Fury in Age of Ultron. And he says... Later, dude. Okay. I meant to say shoot. Um, yeah. <laughs> he says, you never know. You hope for the best and make do with what you get. That was my second choice, actually. Wow. <clears throat> and I quite like that one. And I feel like it resonates with for the, pretty much the whole MCU, every single movie, pretty much, is that they always hope that the best outcome will happen but you need to prepare for the worst outcome and that is what they try to do in the movies it doesn't always work sometimes they get completely crushed in phase three but they just hope for the best and you keep trying they use what they have they come up with their plans and they hope that it works it was a which is quite a, a contrast of, obviously the first event they're preparing phase two very far in advance so He's changed his mind on preparing early, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he realizes he's just, he's defeated. Like he's yeah. Like the, the Avengers are defeated, but so is Fury, pretty much. So he's just going, well, we can plan as much as we want, but let's just hope and use what we get. Do you reckon, do you reckon Daniel Andrews is saying that to himself right now? 
<laughs> it's like six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny how that's what Ultron was supposed to be, though. A preparation for the worst and ends up becoming the worst. Mm. He's like Anakin Skywalker all over again. Yeah. Mm. All right. David. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like to think that this one... That, yeah, this one's not standard, that this one's going to stand out. It's uh, Louise Coat from Ant-Man. And it's when Scott asks Louise uh, how he's doing, how, how his girl's going. And Louise <laughs> says, as you remember, oh, she left me. And my mum died too. And my dad got deported. But I got the van. I wasn't going to use a South American accent because I just feel <laughs> there's too many connotations of that. So, well, but, appreciate it, bro. And you end up going Indian. <laughs> From all Hispanics, we get Indian. You highly appreciate me. Um, I love the com- like we said before about Louise. His comedy is great, and the, it's just a, it just it, there's memes made of this quote. Yeah, people. I wouldn't be surprised there's COVID memes made about this quote. But that's like every dark situation. There is a, a meme with Louise being completely op- optimistic about it because it's Louise. So yeah, that's why I picked this quote. Good, great. Well, I just want to congratulate. I just want to congratulate um, all of us from getting through another draft without picking Hulk in any category. Um, I just want to appreciate that. <laughs> hey, the worst. <laughs> uh, on that note, my quote is: uh, "The sun's getting real low." No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even Hulk saying it anyway. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's about him. Um, I only exclusively looked at uh, Winter Soldier quotes. I didn't look at any other movie because everything else was a waste of my time. Um, so some honorable mentions before I get to my actual quote uh, was when Cap was talking to, to Peggy on her deathbed and he says, I can't leave my best girl behind, not when she owes me a dance, which obviously um, we kind of pay off later. Uh, he has an- another big one where Grant referenced, which was talking about the whole freedom thing and all that sort of stuff. That, that's a big quote. I'm not going to get into that. The, another honorable mention was trust is what makes an army. It's not a bunch of guys running around shooting guns, which I think is just an interesting uh, quote, but the one I'm going to pick in phase one recap, I picked um, a three-word quote that summed up that that side of phase one, which is I am Iron Man. I'm going to end it with a three, three-word three quote from phase two, which pays off so much later. Um, <laughs> oh, I am Iron Man four. Sorry, this, I can't. I've been out of school too long. I'm going to end it with this one is three words. It is on your left. And that is my quote from phase two. Yeah. I thought you were going to Good say quote. I'm grouped, yeah. Could have actually. We are grouped. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, bro. We are grouped. On your left. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Nice. On that note, whenever I go on um, a bushwalk with him, it's always us running and it's always him running past me and always it's on your left because <laughs> he's Captain America. So. What a hero. <laughs> yeah. Wow. On your left. You must feel so left. safe on these bushwalks. Sounds like something we do <laughs> David's David talking. All right. Yeah. He's the white I do guy. everything he does, just slower. <laughs> All right. So, closing thoughts on phase two and final rating for phase two. Uh, we'll go uh, hero draft order. So, it was Josh. Damn. Um, geez, phase two for me, uh, not great, to be honest. Um, especially coming off phase one, where I feel like everything was. I don't know if it's more of a nostalgia thing, but phase one was rated pretty highly, I, I think, across the board. 
Um, even the first Avengers film, we all we all really enjoyed. Um, I think anyway. I don't know if we all enjoyed it, but I'm assuming most of us enjoyed it. Um, I didn't mind Phase Two, but I think overall, aside from like Guardians uh, and Winter Soldier and Ant Man, uh, was a little bit disappointing. Um, I just think they the sequels that they sort of brought out were a bit underwhelming. I think Iron Man 3 especially, although like, yeah, it wasn't a terrible film, but I think it wasn't a gr- the greatest way to end his his sort of saga. Um, again, Thor, that follow-up was, I didn't really enjoy the first Thor movie as much as I thought, um, and then to follow it up with an even worse movie was pretty, pretty bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, but in saying that, like, I really enjoyed Ant-Man, I enjoyed Guardians, I enjoyed Winter Soldier. Um, so I think overall, I'm going to give it a 6.8 of a rating wow. as, a, as, a, as a total series, option, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, fair, fair. All right, Graham. <clears throat> um, I do agree with Josh, it wasn't brilliant. But um, yeah, I think because obviously coming off the first phase, which was pretty amazing, Obviously, we we all wanted Phase 2 to be something a lot bigger than I think it was. Um, but in talking about films like Thor and Iron Man 3 was okay, but like they, they were sort of letdowns in a sense. Um, obviously, um, I wasn't a massive fan of Ant-Man either. I'm not saying it's a bad film, I just wasn't a fan. But um, I think films like Winter Soldier um, definitely saved it to a sense. And I believe the actual... Um, Age of Ultron film, I really liked that, which we know, so I thought that was a good way to end it, but it was sort of a, it was a really good way to end what I thought was a very bit of an underwhelming phase, to be honest. Um, Obviously, after especially now seeing phase three, how good that was. Um, So I feel like it's phase one really good, phase two was sort of setting up, I guess, for phase three, that wasn't brilliant. So yeah, I reckon I'll probably give it, I'm going to give it a 6.9. Just to be fair. <laughs> I'm actually going to lower mine to a 6.7. Just okay. As- <laughs> All right. For me, Phase 2 had its up moments, had its down moments with the movies. Um, I almost feel like it was, it's like a bridge. They built the first abutment, which was Phase 1, and that was all your origin movies. And in the first Avengers, we saw them all come together. And that was all done really well. It started off really strong. Then they've gone into phase two, which is like the middle of the bridge. And they've, it's like they've had long vision to what phase three is and what it was going to be. And they knew they wanted to do Infinity War and etc. And phase three is the other abutment of the bridge. It's the finish. It's the goal line, the end game, if you want to call it. Um, but then as they were doing phase two, sort of like the bridge was going straight and then it shot off a little bit and it started come, coming back in. And that's where you had some of the movies that weren't great. They were semi-mediocre. And one of them, I reckon, mediocre, you boys love. You name it. Um, Winter Soldier. But then they did redeem themselves with a couple of movies. Your opinion's um, incorrect. <laughs> it really is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hulk in Age of Ultron. Yes. <laughs> so that's, why it was, that's, that's why it was good. Nah, they came back and they sort of redeemed themselves in bits. As a final rating, 
Seven's too high. Six and a half is too low. You went 6.9 or 6.7. I'll go straight in the middle of yours, 6.8. Ah. Uh, David, phase two for you. Yeah, well, Robin, you don't remember what I gave the first phase, do you? Uh, I can bring it up while you yeah, all right. comment on Just it. Just so I make sure I don't, like, misrate. You gave it a 9.8. Uh, so, you gave it an 8. Oh, I was going to say 9.8. Um, <laughs> Grant gave it a... Grant gave it a okay. Who granted? Yeah. Sorry? Oh, wow. You gave phase one a 9.5. And he gave phase two yeah, a 6.7. Yeah, man. Um, Heavy. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm... Different opinion as there's a lot more highs in phase two than lows. Um, like I said, Winter Soldier... Mm-hmm. That's second on my list when it comes to the rankings. Ant-Man's high up there. Um, i trying to remember what else. Um, Age of Ultron, not great, but not bad. It's pretty, it's pretty not up there, but it's, it's good in my opinion. Um, yeah, the only, like I said, I think it's one of those things where, like, the one that brings it down is still the Dark World. Obviously, that's, like, that's a trash that just <laughs> brings it right down for me. But if I quite it all up, I think um, I think I got to give it. I'm going to give it a seven, all up. But it's sad mm. because I feel like Winter Soldier could have really like you take out Thor: The Dark World. I reckon it would have been a nine. If you throw Thor: The Dark World in there, it goes down to a seven. So that's yeah. a that's a big call. That's, that's you know. That's, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. You need time to process it. <laughs> mm, I'm pretty torn by this phase, to be honest, like everyone else has been. Um, mm. I had three of phase two movies were in my top 10, being Winter Soldier, Guardians, and Airman. And then I had two of them that were in my bottom three, which is Thor the Dark World and Age of Ultron. So I think that balance is really tough for me to, to get it. I think that I'm similar to David. I think obviously Winter Soldier is number one on my list. It's incredible. It's amazing. I, I don't want to bring it up again. We'll get into the whole cheesecake um, simile metaphor again. Um, because of that movie alone, I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Wow. That's a nice, to be honest. What's the cheesecake metaphor? I've never heard it. That's a yes, you have. Story. Look at the Winter Soldier trailer. Go to the Winter Soldier podcast. You'll see what it is. I'll explain it talk later about? with the other thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a, isn't 75 a distinction? Yeah. yeah. It's actually come hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think hand I Hand in that. hand or? Yeah. Hensy and Hensy. I think because, uh, because I enjoyed Iron Man 3 a lot more on the rewatch, I had to tip it more to 7.5. I think if I hadn't enjoyed it as much, it would have gone probably a bit lower, like six, like what you guys gave it, maybe a seven. But um, yeah, because well, of that, um, and, and, and uh, Infinity, I'm oh, sorry, and uh, Winter Soldier, it tipped to 7.5. Did Winter Soldier drag it down for you a bit? Uh, Winter, Winter Soldier <laughs> dragged me to heaven. <laughs> dragged it down. Wow. All right, my turn. Um, yeah, I do kind of agree with... All right, guys, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I don't get the like You know, screw you. Screw you. David, what I was trying... Yeah, I do mostly agree. Phase two of the three phases is probably the worst one, if we're being real. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have a place in the MCU. Um, it's kind of filler, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but at least it's relevant filler 
Like the movies actually have a place to the storyline. Yeah, it's changed too. And it's carried by Phase Three a lot, obviously. Um, yeah, like I, I think uh, one of the upsides of it was that it added, it gave us a lot more options. Obviously, ex- expanded the universe from what it was originally. So, as as you saw through this podcast, we had a lot of choices. Um, but yeah, uh, as for rating, look. Ugh. Iron Man, like starting off with Iron Man 3, it was pretty rough, especially being the last Iron Man sequel. Fortunately, uh, every other movie with Iron Man in it has almost become his movie in a way, but uh, that's, that's debatable. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, as for my rating, Ant-Man, I really enjoyed Ant-Man, Guardians, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Dark World wasn't that good. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably give it a... S- 7.5. Wow. For phase two overall. Okay. Same as Chansey Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, concludes our phase two recap. Finally, we got through it. We can go on to the biggest one of all. Phase Dude, I'm so hyped for this next this phase. I'm, <laughs> Which actually, is like, so, I'm actually so excited to watch these next couple of movies. It's like 12 movies. Uh, Alright, well, next lot of movies. Yeah, I wonder if we should like split it into or something. But yeah. Uh, so we need to go back and watch Aquaman again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I never want to see that movie. Yes. Yeah, that <laughs> Stay tuned for, I think, Civil Wars up next, which will be... Yeah, yeah. Good. Woo! Um, yeah. Sure the usual side of boys. Thanks for watching. Great. Great. You've been busy, and you've been a complete idiot. Dragon and Clint rescuing Wanda from a place she doesn't even want to leave, a safe place. I'm trying to keep... I'm trying to keep you from tearing the Avengers apart. You did that when you signed. All right, we're done.